it was kind of always this worry of like, what do people think about me in my volleyball? I have to keep up what I've already attained. Like, and what are they thinking about me like outside of that? Um, I also had all these dooming fears that one day I would lose all my volleyball skills. Like, I'm not even kidding. I would go to my dad and cry about it to him. Like, I just, I just didn't have a good day at practice. Like, what if everything's just gone? What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to Veil Media's Now You Know podcast. Um, today we have Mary Lake. Uh, pretty solid conversation. I'm excited for you guys to to hear it. If you don't know who Mary Lake is, uh, she's pretty much a volleyball legend over at BYU um, and nationally too. She she uh, she holds her own. She ha- is the all-time dig leader um, for volleyball at BYU. She has just under 1,900 digs, career digs. Uh, she's a three-time All-American, three-time Defender of the Year, Scholar Athlete, all awards and and uh, achievements that you can think of in regards to volleyball. She's definitely uh, up there in the conversation if her name isn't already holding uh, a record in that space. The coolest part about our conversation is that these achievements and uh, awards that she's received um, are just a small part of who she is. She's so much uh, more than uh, more than that, and and uh, she credits a lot of that to her parents and and um, it's just a really really cool conversation. And I think you'll get a lot of uh, golden nuggets um, from our conversation. She has a, a quiet confidence about her, and I think that was probably the principle that I think uh, I, I took away from 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 it. And she was able to see things. Um, kind of from a from a true perspective and and volleyball was uh, something that she's grateful for definitely a big part of her life um but you can walk into a BYU accounting class right now and 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 sit right next to her and you might not even know that you're sitting next to a superstar uh college volleyball uh athlete and uh, and I think that's uh part of that quiet confidence that I'm talking about um, we'll jump right into the interview, but if this is your first time listening to our podcast, check out our other podcasts. Um, this is our, our podcast is all about uh, finding inspiration locally through. Um, so all the all the interviews, everyone that we've had on our show um, has ties to Utah, and uh, and I think you'll enjoy this one. So without further ado, let's jump in. So I'm from Palm Springs, California. They just filmed the last season of The Bachelorette there, so it got a lot of hype. But <laughs> I've so my dad went to Palm Springs High School, and so my family has just always been there. Um, I would say that I was the nervous perfectionist wreck when I was little. Who those was, are pretty specific words. Yeah, <laughs> not wreck. I just I was a perfectionist, and I like had really great grades, was obsessive about my sport. Like if I had a game two weeks out, I would be nervous for two weeks or always had to be first at the track meet and it would worry me for like months. And so what sports did you play? Um, I did soccer and volleyball mainly. I just had to specialize in volleyball. So that's what I kind of chose to do when I was 12. Um, I don't know what I loved my parents. I loved my family. 
I did student council gag. <laughs> yeah. I was one of those you're kids. You're like, you're the kid, you're the child that every parent wants to have. No, 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 no. I just <laughs> was very involved and I, I did a lot. Did that come naturally to you? Like, uh, to kind of, you mean, be super involved and, and uh, I guess involved is the, the right word with, with everything? Or was that kind of uh, your parents saying like, hey, Mary, you got you to gotta be a community gal and, and do a lot of things? Yeah, I would say that was all me. My parents are angels, and so they don't really like put pressure on me to do anything. Even with sports, they were just kind of my cheerleaders. And my mom always told me like, you can get C's and we will still love you. Like, you're okay. Um, my mom was very involved with the community. Like she was always, I felt like a lot of people knew her cause she was always volunteering and always helping out at schools. And so I kind of just saw her do that and wanted to be like my mom. And I wasn't the best at it. Like I wasn't crazy outgoing or anything, but I liked doing things with the school and kind of making decisions. Nice. And then, um, you mentioned that you had a sister, I think before we started, uh, are do you have big family, small family, just you and your sister or... Uh, I'm the last of six and there's kind of a, I was born like maybe an accident. My parents don't really (laughs) admit it. No, I'm just kidding. But I kind of have an age gap with my family. So I grew up that I had five siblings, but it was really only me and like two other sisters, one who's four years older than me and one who's the oldest, but she's special needs. And so she was just always at home. So I have a big family and I love it and I wish I had more siblings, but yeah, that's my family. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Now, when uh, would you? When did you start getting into sports? How early did you start getting into sports? Yeah, I would say I came out of the womb doing sports. Not because I was like super sporty, but my best friend growing up, he was my next door neighbor, and he was a boy, and so we didn't like we didn't have imaginations like kids should. We didn't do a lot of like. <laughs> playing and imagining or making videos we played a lot of sports all of our siblings like his sisters played volleyball my sisters played volleyball we would do soccer and football and so and also I would go to my sister's practices and games and I would just play with a ball like for hours and I did that at home too like my garage wall before my dad painted it was like just covered in ball marks like thousands of them because that's just what I did when I was little I love sports and was it volleyball pretty early? That was kind of the easy one that you went into. And, and was that influenced by your sister? Because I think you mentioned your sister also played volleyball at BYU. Yeah, so I actually first started out with soccer, and I really liked soccer. But my dad was like, you know, you might tear your ACL when you're older, so maybe like volleyball. And I had been playing volleyball with my siblings, and so I chose volleyball. But I would say it probably was my, I have two sisters who played and I looked up to them and it was kind of my way to get them to interact with me. It was like, (laughs) come play volleyball with me. Um, But yeah, ironically, I tore my ACL playing volleyball. So one of my main reasons (laughs) for playing (laughs) kind of got uh, canceled out. But yeah. That's funny. Now, like, so pretty early on, you you realize you have like uh, an athletic connection right like and so you're, you're playing sports um what kind of athlete are you are you like uh uh i play angry i'm always competitive like or are you pretty even keeled and just like uh assessing things and playing like uh with a at least a calm face right but like yeah um 
I kind of feel embarrassed a little talking about like <laughs> what I kind of player I'm I think that I am always very intense like anything even when I was little I was never playing for fun I was always like trying to win but I wasn't very vocal about it I wasn't like in people's faces I just like had this burning need to win or else it would like really upset me internally but I never like freaked out at people or yelled at people I just like needed to win all the time so I, was, I think I was a very intense little girl That's like cool. I remember playing with my neighbor and just like feeling the intensity of the world like I need to win this volleyball game and and I think that helped me like it kind of consumed my life because I was always thinking about how I could get better at volleyball but like the same anxiety ADD thing that drives people it like really drove me to perfect or get try to perfect my skill do you think like that competitiveness or that intensity like does it bleed over to other parts of your life oh my gosh especially now that I'm not really like playing volleyball competitively I mean I play but like card games oh I'm a nightmare (laughs) if I play with my in-laws I'm so embarrassed afterwards because I'm like I they can see the crazy coming out of me but yeah like with school that kind of bleeds over like I try really hard in school and I don't know I don't think it's like a really good thing because it comes at a cost to be really like perfectionistic because Mm -hmm. I don't think that's how people should be but my dad always tells me that like my anxiety drives me to act which is a good thing in my life yeah I think so I'm a believer of that I think like uh whatever pressure you feel be it from this uh desire to win or and I think you see it even when it when it shows up other ways right when someone like loses a family member like during the middle of a season and like the next game, they're like on fire and they're crazy, right? Because they've taken whatever energy might be deemed as negative to someone and they channel it into kind mm-hmm. of a positive way. And I think I noticed that a lot of athletes have done that. Do you know, do you know who Reno Maha is? So, so Reno, he played at BYU. He's like uh, uh, played uh, a while ago. He played um, football and then uh, went to the NFL. And then cool. um, him and his wife, they, they live here in, in Lehigh too, but... And she was a volleyball player. Really? Yeah, she was really good. Sunny. And so... Oh, I know... S- do you know Sunny? I think I know Sunny. Yeah. Cool. So they're, 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 they're popular. Like, when you walk down the street with them, it's, like, hard to, like, everyone's talking <laughs> to them. Like, hey. She's, um, she's done a few videos for the church and stuff. They have yeah. a daughter that passed away in an accident. But um, it was funny because they... Uh, when we had them on... Reno's super competitive too, and they were talk, They talked about how um, even now, like he's been retired from the NFL for years now. But like when they play family card games or board games or whatever, he's so competitive that their family. I think they have like seven kids or something like that. All uh, like gang up just to get Reno to lose because <laughs> he's like That's that intense evil. about the game. So it's like it's funny because I I feel like a lot of athletes experience this right. Like and I think and I think the successful ones are the ones that learn how to, like, turn that into, like, positive effort. Yeah, in, in not not anger or, like, yelling at your teammates or being, like, prideful, like, I always win. But, yeah, I agree. Um, so I have – I'm trying to decide which way I want to go with this. But you mentioned the age 12. I, and here's my question. When did you decide that volleyball is going to be your thing and you're going to shoot for the stars? Because – you end up coming to BYU, you kill it. You have, like, you're super popular in the volleyball <laughs> community. Um, and 
you've uh, had a super, super successful career um, over at BYU. But at the very beginning, right, when, when, when did you decide that, hey, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to be super serious about this? Um, do you remember? Was it a moment or was it kind of a... Yeah, I think that I don't really work in the way of like goals that are super out there. Like I also kind of underestimate how good I am like I was really good when I was little looking back but I was never like I'm gonna play at BYU I I didn't have goals like that I just wanted honestly to win like that's kind of sounds I didn't really think about like this is what I'm gonna do in the future or I want these accolades or I just kind of like came to practice every day and took it really seriously and like wanted to do the best at every drill and I think that that was a blessing for me because I think sometimes when our goals are really far out we don't, it's harder to put in the work like every single day. But for me, my innate drive was the every single day instead of the goal. And so I never like made a choice. I never like made a choice that I was going to be good at volleyball. I just kind of got good because that's how I operated back then. I think that's really cool. And I think that's really cool to think about. And I'm glad that you kind of unpacked that because um, I think there's, there's value in kind of just the whole it takes like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time like thing and I think that's kind of maybe a piece of what, of what you were talking about um so and I, and I like that approach so it was just like hey I'm just gonna show up every day and I'm gonna try to win today yeah yeah um wh- when did so after you kind of accrue like a bunch of these days where you're uh pursuing to win was there a time where you realized you're like and you kind of look back and you're like, dang, I haven't realized how much I've grown. And I guess I am pretty good. I, I, I mean, I'm sure at some point, right, when you start getting scholarship offers, you're like, oh, dang, like maybe uh, I've been doing something right. While it maybe wasn't intentional, you're just kind of very much like seize the day type of type of thing. Um, but when did you start to realize that there could be a future for you? Yeah, my... Um I think my freshman year of high school, I went to a club volleyball program that was an hour away from me because they were kind of like the best in my area. And and they weren't like super, like girls didn't commute hours and hours because that happens in Southern California. Like girls drive three hours to this crazy competitive volleyball program. It was just like really good coaches and historically like pretty good teams. And we did really well. We went to like the junior nationals which is this tournament and we qualified as like third like to even get into the tournament you have to qualify so it's kind of this like the big star at the end of the season for all volleyball girls and I made the all-tournament team and like kind of got recognized and I was like so confused (laughs) like I I didn't like I that's not really why I was there and I didn't expect it and my dad was like yeah you're really good like you need to know that you're really good and that's kind of when I got got some offers from BYU and the next year the same thing happened and so I think that's when 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 I was playing actually getting recognition and playing with girls who brought me to that next level like it was really weird to see like I'm actually really good at this sport I kind of just played because I liked it and it was what I did but it was a weird realization um so you you got an offer when you were a freshman um I was a sophomore a sophomore I was talking to BYU as a freshman that seems like you're being a little modest but that's pretty (laughs) that's pretty cool um what about um so I 
I'm curious because we've asked a couple of the athletes uh, questions around this too. So you get the spotlight pretty early, like in high school, right? So you're a sophomore. Like in when I was going into high school, that was pretty much like when high school started, even though technically you're a freshman. But you didn't oh yeah, I forget that. Go to the <laughs> yeah, and I know some schools have changed since, but like um, so you get you kind of get the spotlight on you, and and uh, what then becomes like the hardest part about being a potential well, I, what's what's the, what's the hardest part about uh, being an athlete in high school who's maybe potentially going to be something great and get their schooling paid for? Yeah, I think a lot of times with young athletes, we're like so little. We're prepubescent, right? And a lot of eyes are looking on us, and I think sometimes people don't know how to handle it, like with girls, we're like naturally inclined to be insecure. So I think with the light on me, it like made me insecure. Like I was always wondering kind of what people thought about me or like, I'm in this tiny uniform. Like what are people thinking about? Like they're looking at me. It was kind of a scary realization. Cause when I'm in the volleyball game, I don't think about, I'm not thinking about what's going on. I'm kind of just like really focused in, but outside of that, it was kind of always this worry of like what do people think about me in my volleyball I have to keep up what I've already attained like and what are they thinking about me like outside of that um I also had all these dooming fears that one day I would lose all my volleyball skills like I'm not even kidding I would go to my dad and cry about it to him like once a month because I was like I just I just didn't have a good day at practice like what if everything's just gone he's like okay you're going you're being irrational but those were the things that were going through my head because I was so little. I didn't like know what happened in life that I had all these fears about volleyball. Um, what did so? It sounds like your dad was kind of maybe someone that helped support you. What are your thoughts on on finding support to, in in your dream to become a successful volleyball player who would eventually kill it in, in at the university and, and college level? Um, yeah, what would your advice be to all the, the girls aspiring to accomplish the same thing that you, you've done, um, but like maybe you're dealing with the anxieties of, because right, being a teenager, there's just, you're going to deal with anxiety and pressures and just a bunch of stuff that you don't ask for. It's just going to happen in the name of being a teenager. Yeah. But then when you add on being like a, a, a rock star athlete and, and um, potentially even getting school paid for through, uh, through a sport, you mean that just... Here's a whole nother bag of pressure. I mean, what would your advice be to um, to someone, especially speaking about support? Yeah, um, a little off track, but I some advice that I would give to parents who want athletes who get who have that happen to them. I would say be the parent that, like, do not be the parent that is talking bad about the coach, talking bad about other players, putting unnecessary pressure on your girl, making her feel like or boy making them feel like their sport is why you love them because I think one of the things that allowed me to like do my sport well was how awesome my parents were like I cannot express how great my like how well they handled it they were friends with the other parents they were supportive to my coaches but they weren't like pushy they would never give them advice or tell them how they should be coaching to me they always talked positively about like what was going on with the team and they never made me feel like my sport was my life like they gave me opportunities to be something outside of my sport and I think uh that's important 
at the high school level, but even more so at the college level. Because you can tell the difference between girls who had parents who were negative and micromanaged and make, made them feel all the pressure. And you can tell the difference between those who had awesome parents who were humble, who didn't really care about the spotlight, weren't like living through their children. And I've even talked to coaches about this. Like it's a different kind of athlete to work with and it's not necessarily the player's fault, but um, I just have always had a like word of caution for parents who are too involved. Um, for girls, I would say find someone in your life who values you not for your sport, like who values you not for any contingencies because that's what my parents were for me. Like someone who you can go to where you know that if you had a horrible game or your grades aren't doing super great, like they're going to make you feel loved and welcome. That's really cool. Um, going back to what you said, and I'm going to tread lightly here, right? But like um, when you had these discussions with other players or coaches or whatever about the difference of the athlete, I think I, I, I want to see if we can unpack this a little bit more um, because it, I think it would be helpful for parents to think about, right? Because um, you mean maybe how they're shaping their athletes as they're, you mean, raising them. Um, what can you speak more to what the differences would be as an athlete, right? Because, like, let's on paper, right? These athletes might be the same, right? Like, athlete A, who you mean, what didn't feel all this pressure from home or, or otherwise, and then athlete B, who was, hey, I only love you if you're winning, and if you're not, you know what I mean? And while I don't think that's like, yeah, what, what's meant, right? That's sometimes how it's received, yes, yes, of course. Um, but what, what then if, if on paper, the, the, the specs are the same, right? Like, oh, she jumps this high. She has the same, statistically, they're uh, measuring out the same. What what then would be the difference? Yeah, I think that there are a couple of things. Um, the first thing is that when my parents were like driving home from tournaments or from games, the talk was never bad about other girls or the coach. And I've seen, like I've been in cars with parents who do the opposite. And it's like very, it's so interesting. It's like they're talking bad about these 14-year-old girls who they don't think are playing well enough for their daughter to succeed. And it's like, is that the example that you want to set for your young daughter that like we talk bad about people when things don't go our way or that like this game is so important that it means being rude to an innocent person? Um, that Another thing that I would say is if... A lot of girls their freshman year, a lot of volleyball players I've seen after their freshman year, they transfer because they're just not, they don't expect, like every program is hard and I don't think that they expect the hard. And obviously some girls transfer for very legitimate reasons, but I think a lot of people, they just don't, or they think about transferring because they're just not happy. And one thing that my parents always did was like, remind me whenever I was feeling down that like this is this is normal like your coaches are human and they're doing the best that they can and they're awesome coaches and they would remind me of those reasons instead of validating like my immature insecurity bad thoughts and that's one thing I'm really like my parents taught me that to respect my coaches and to appreciate them even when I it feels like I shouldn't um another thing is like only talking to your child about sports like 
I would get so I when people only would talk to me about sports it made me feel like you just like me because I'm good at volleyball like <laughs> you just like me because you think I'm cool and it makes you feel better that you're talking to me or that you're friends with me um, like adults even it was yeah. the weird and my parents always reminded me of like my build me up in other ways like so grateful for what you did around the house or your grades or you're just really kind to people and I just felt like my parents were building me up in really good ways and you you mentioned something that kind of makes me like um go off on maybe a side tangent but it's still it's still you mean pertinent to our conversation I think um and it's uh and, and you kind of answered it but I wonder if your thoughts maybe are, are slightly different or just generally what your thoughts are on this but like because this this kind of applies not just to sports, but this applies to like if you want to start a business. This applies to um, really anything, anything that's hard. Um, I was talking to one of these guy, one of my one of my friends, and he, and he's been mentoring me, and and uh, and he 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 brought this example up, and he calls it the Valley of Death, right? So he's like a lot of times, and we were talk, we were having like a business conversation, mm-hmm. and he was like, sometimes someone will think about. Um, like maybe uh, something that's kind of cool at the time, right? Maybe trendy, like, um, oh, there's this business model. Let's go start this business because you I mean maybe selling T-shirts right now is so cool. And they go and they start and they even put money into it and they get all excited about it. Then the hype dies down. And then they're kind of faced with just like the hard reality of starting a T-shirt company. <laughs> but right around that time, there's another company that's like, or something else comes up and they're like, hey, we build cars or something. And you can make, you know I mean, X amount. And so they're like, you know what, that is right. I have seen those numbers. And then they kind of drop what they're doing and then they mm. go over here. And then they'll do the same thing. And then, But they never fully get through what um, my buddy was calling the valley of death, right? And he's like, but if you muscle through the valley of death, it does tip the other way. And you do start to find success and, and all the things that you originally wanted. But he says that's that's the real test in, mm. in business and, and I think in sports too. Um, so my question is is around that. What how did you get through the valley of death, right? Like and it sounds like maybe and I'm relating it to when you said With schools. Yeah, yeah. Like when, when someone goes and they're like maybe they were the all star at their high school, right? And then they go and they were like the the you mean in air quotes, big man on campus or whatever, big girl on campus, and they that might not go over well, but like, uh, <laughs> that's okay. Let's just call it big yeah. man on campus. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, but um, so then, but then they go to college, right? And they're not as uh, good, or maybe even maybe it's a social thing. Maybe nobody knows them as much as they yeah. did, like at their thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like I've even seen this with like um, athletes. You know I mean growing up, like. Well, that are my age, right? Mm-hmm. That they were kind of like big shots. Legit. And yeah, then, then they go they and they're not getting playing time. You know, I mean, when they're at the next level, and, and and it was kind of a hard thing. So I'm I'm relating that to the Valley of Death. That's what that long spiel is about, right? Yeah. Like in business, right? Like sometimes it's like, well, if I went over to this school, then maybe it'd be better, or or whatever, right? And and like you said, sometimes there are legitimate reasons. Yeah. Um, but what are how did you get through that? And I think you kind of partly answered that already. And then would your now that you've gone through that and you did get walk through the valley of death and and you did have a successful career, um, what would you share with someone who maybe is in in that right now and they're just like, dude, 
they don't get me as an athlete yeah. or or even a business right or or something else right like maybe you set some pretty ambitious goals to be super healthy this year and you're and it's like january 2 and you're just like dude i want to give up already right but yeah like, um so i think it kind of applies to life right but for you specifically in uh, what you excelled at which was volleyball uh what are your thoughts on that yeah um i think it's important to disclaimer that treading lightly because I think some girls are in bad situations and they need to leave and girls know when that's happening. Of course. I do think that a lot of times I think our younger generation, even me, like we're kind of taught like an entitled mentality a little bit that Absolutely. If things aren't going easy, it's not your fault, it's other people's and I think people adopt that so quickly. And I think it's really important to be honest with yourself. Like if I was playing well and I was an all-star, like would I be fine with the choices that my coaches are making? Or like, is it my pride that's the reason that I'm not happy or is it really the program? Because I committed to be at this program. I knew what I was getting myself into most for most of the part. Like I knew my coaches, I com- like I made this commitment Um, I would say humility is always a really good trait to try to adopt. Like I go through waves. Like when I was in volleyball, I felt like I was very good at staying humble. And because I had to do it every day, if my coaches were critiquing something, like it's like, okay, be humble, be teachable. Like, um, but I think that's a lesson that will benefit you in like any aspect of, your life because if you take your ego out of something it's a lot easier to see it clearly and to accomplish it like even the working out situation like a lot of times when we don't want to put forth efforts into our goals it's because we're feeling really bad about ourselves and it's because we're probably like caring a little too much about ourselves and too much about what people think and so just my lesson to girls who are going through that in volleyball is to like look outside of yourself like talk to a teammate who's going through the same thing, try to build up another teammate because every time you look outside of yourself, it gets easier. Like my moments that were great were when I was connecting with my teammates and trying to build them up or I was talking openly with my coach and getting advice from her even if it wasn't what I really wanted to hear. And that was because I was allowing myself to be peachable. Yeah, which I think... Like, um, that last piece that you said is important, right? Like, and I think that's maybe sometimes like, uh, like if you're zooming in and you're looking at the advice of the coach, right? So maybe your coach is saying, Hey, go left instead of going right or whatever in your head, you might be like, like, whatever, I disagree with that. But I think, I think it's more important that you're being coachable than the actual piece of, yeah, that they're telling you about going left, right? Like, yeah. And, um, and I think if you like adhere to just the principle of being coachable or teachable, like uh, it'll be better off for you in the long run. I yeah, think. like and even having to do with business, like so much. Like my dad, when I wanted to do the volleyball camp, I put on a volleyball camp last summer. I was really nervous because I was just afraid it was going to fail. But my dad was so excited for me. He's like, even if you fail, you're going to learn so much. And that's like such an that's the perspective we all should have because. Yeah every time you do something better like even your podcast you said the first couple were a little rocky like oh, if you that, no one that will shows ever hear those first <laughs> interviews again 
<laughs> but that shows me that you're teachable because you're like here now and you move past it instead right. of just quitting. And so, yeah, I think that's a good reminder even for me now that to stay teachable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have two, two um, areas that I want to explore before we kind of move on in um, – and this one's kind of like a deeper but general question, and I'm even debating maybe I won't like that I asked this, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> well, because it's like a deeper question, but it's also general, so how can you get deep when it's general? Go for it. You know what I mean? Love the deep questions. But, like, but you mentioned um, like uh, so part of the problem with athletes is sometimes growing up is maybe we feel, or I'm saying we like I'm an athlete, but like uh, maybe these younger athletes feel entitled to whatever, right? And maybe that's a cultural thing, right? And I think, and I, I love the younger generation. I feel like they get a lot of heat from from the OGs that are over here and they're saying, oh, you mean this, that, and the other, right? Yeah. I love them. I have faith in the younger generation and I will vote for someone way younger than me to be president eventually, right? <laughs> so like, I support you, younger generation. Um, but it seems like as, as one of the issues that's always brought up, generally speaking again, right, it's like, oh, these young kids, they don't know X, Y, or Z, right? And, uh, and one of the things that comes up is entitlement, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where does that come from, do you think? That, again, deep question, generally. But, like, is there some, what, what can we do to remedy entitlement? Because that shouldn't be in the equation of raising our younger generation, um, and I still have faith in them, right? Yeah. But uh, but what what would remedy this um, thing that kind of seems to be catching on more and more to, to younger athletes? Yeah. I have my personal opinion, I think, but I will let you share first. I think that's a really good point you made about like praising the younger generation because I didn't mean to sound like a rude, uh, <laughs> like you? oldie. Who, How dare you? I don't know. No, um, yeah, I think. I think what I see a lot is a lot of confirmation bias with young kids. So I think with, and I kind of bundle, I'm not, I'm young, I'm a young kid. Like I grew up the, with the same as kids who are in high school now. Like we're, I have the same influences, but it went through something really hard for me to kind of like look at it and have a little bit of a realization. Um, I think that with social media, I mean, that's always kind of the answer, but there's so much confirmation bias with everyone, like not just younger kids, but they're the ones who are like growing up in it. And there's just such a difference to me from someone who's young, who has their opinions and their beliefs and who are just confirmed that with what they see online and with their friends and versus someone who's a little bit wise, who kind of understands that life is more in the middle than we think it is. Like, yeah talking to my parents or my grandparents they always err on the side of like grace and understanding and forgiveness and I think that those are concepts that like our younger generation isn't really aren't really being taught that like we are not perfect and they're kind of taught like a little bit of what's the right word kind of like I'm above you because of x y and z but young kids haven't really experienced the world yet and so I think there's not there's kind of a disconnect like knowing a lot about what's going on in the world but not experiencing it and I think that the remedy for that is just living like I think they'll grow up and like everything will it'll be okay like I think we probably all had that when we were younger yep um 
And so not necessarily that this is like a huge problem that needs to fix. It's probably something that's been happening. But I just see that when young kids go to sports that challenge them, it's hard. And that's probably been the case for like decades. Like the kids who can change their point of view and change are the ones who are successful. 100%. I'm with that. Like, And it's weird because like... um my opinion, I feel like I'm just getting older and I can <laughs> tell by my opinions, right? Because, like, I'm not, like, cool anymore. Like, and I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, or, or I don't even uh, try to be cool. I never was cool. I was a, I was a kid that was always <laughs> trying to be cool. But, like, um, uh, but like I can tell that I'm getting older because my opinions sound like people that I just be like, you're old. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> but, like, I'm the same because, like, I, I don't think that it whatever – issue we're dealing with in terms of you mean wanting our younger generation to be better faster stronger type of thing right like great leaders i think it's the same i i wonder though this is my now steps in the old person part of me uh-huh. like uh, i wonder though like what social media's role has been like uh, and and i say that and i think really for me the the remedy would be to understand things as they really are right so mm-hmm. in if we're taking social media just take it for what it is right yeah. like on one hand, it's a great tool, right? Like, yes. especially for an athlete. Like, I learned from uh, one of the, the other guys, Steve Fifita, who came on here, and he was a coach um, uh, up in Idaho. I think it was ISU. I can't remember, but um, played for the Dolphins and the Patriots. Um, but he uh, he was telling me that like kids can now like just text over. Like or tweet a head coach of like Alabama or whatever their highlight reel, yeah, and it goes directly to them, which I think is an awesome tool, especially for kids that aren't getting looked at, right? So like on one hand, it's helping these kids that like maybe they're from like small town Fillmore, Utah or something, and uh, they just no one's looking at them, but they can, <laughs> they now have an opportunity to get in front of someone super powerful. On the other side of that same coin, though, I wonder like. When you do get these kids that are balling and now they have like thousands or millions yeah. of followers and you're just like, hey, dude, you're just like a little kid, man. Yes. Just be careful with that. Like, don't yeah. think that, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I wonder if you're teaching kids to, like, that's why I'm the best because or that's why I'm legit. And that's really and I'm not hating on them because more power to you. I wish mm-hmm. my podcast had that many uh, <laughs> <laughs> followers. But like, but uh it's it's more like um, principally what are what are you teaching them? What are they be, mm-hmm. what are they thinking? Is that where the value, value comes from? Yeah, lies right for, for sure. you. Like if you didn't have that, would you feel worthless? And that's that's where it gets kind of scary. Yeah. So that's my spiel on that. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts to add to that? Yeah. Another cool thing that I realized with social media. I'm an accounting major, so I'm like and a I'm, numbers girl. I'm yeah. I just even think just like business. Social media is awesome for small businesses. Like. I don't think I don't think that small businesses have had like the access to like internet sales as they had with the new like social media platforms like TikTok or Instagram. There's like so, so much hope for just kids who want to start a business in high school that they make little earrings and they can get it trending on a social media platform like that's super awesome. So that's just another positive thing but yeah I even me like get caught up and I gained a whole bunch of followers with volleyball and sometimes like I have to remind myself to step away from it all because it kind of it stresses me out and I have all these eyes on me again and so 
I think that definitely is a, I don't think it is like inevitable detriment to the younger generation. I just think it's good for like kids to be aware that this could have a negative impact on them. Yeah. Um, what, what has been one or the most, but I'm pretty sure it's one of many, right? Uh, one of the best lessons that you've learned, life lessons that you've learned from your sport of volleyball, right? So just a lesson that applies to life, but you, but you learned it through. Yeah. Uh, I might get emotional. Um, I think a lot of times when I was in my sport, I try to say this like lightly and humbly. When I was in my sport, I would get a lot of people or girls who would come up to me and I could see that they like were fans and they like looked up to me and thought a lot of me. And I could see that they were like kind of lacking confidence and it like broke my heart because I think I was blessed with a in those moments, especially with a big understanding that like, I am, I'm good at this sport, but like, I am no better than other people. Like I am not exceptional. Like I'm not, I shouldn't be praised. I'm not like, I love that if young girls are looking up to me or like think of me an example, that's really flattering. But like, we are all very, like all humans are similar and it just taught me how important teaching our young girls confidence is. And I don't really, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but just that every person that I met after my volleyball games who are kind of complete strangers, like I really valued those, those relationships and that relationships are super important. Like even with my teammates and my coaches, like I, my life was my best when I was focusing on those relationships and when I was grateful for them. And like volleyball is fleeting. Sports are fleeting. And like we all will be done with our sport at a point in time, but learning how to create good relationships and be a like a good uh, counterpart in a relationship is really important. I don't know. Thank you for sharing that. Um I kind of want to go like a, and then you've done this kind of already um, a few times, but if we put like the parenting cap on, right? So congratulations, you got married uh, not too long ago. So uh, uh, congratulations to you and your Thank husband you. starting as a family. Um, and are you guys planning on having kids in the future? Yes, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so um, like yeah. When, when you have kids and, and you're raising your kids, and, and we kind of talked about this already, but I kind of want to maybe uh, zoom in a little bit more mm-hmm. on raising raising your children. Um, and it doesn't have to be in sports, but right, like uh, what, 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 what are you going to do? Um, what are you going to make sure that you do when you're, when you're raising your son or daughter um, and as, as it pertains to sports or not, right? Like maybe they're yeah. into books or something, but like um, – what, what what have you learned through your whole experience that you're going to make sure like, hey, my parents did this. I'm absolutely going to do this. Or maybe I might shift this for this reason. Yeah. Um, I also want to say I have absolutely no <laughs> experience with parenting. Like even when I was talking about parent, like 
what I saw with athletics, like I might not be any better than the people. Like I, I'm not saying parents are just doing their best and parenting is really hard and just putting dinner on the table is like a blessing to a kid's life. So, um, but I would say that I really want to assert in my children that like nothing no one thing gives you value and that like value is intrinsic is that the right word like it's um i really want (laughs) to things just scrabble word um i want to teach my kids independence i think that's something that like a very good sense of self like my mom was very big on like not micromanaging us when we did Uh, chores or when we made our own decisions or even with homework she didn't like sit us down we kind of had our own choice and so I think dependence independence gave me a lot of confidence as a child and so just anything that I can learn how to do to build confidence like I'll be reading parenting books because I have no idea but I think confidence is so important because you don't need your kid to like be a star athlete who cares you just want them to be passionate about anything that they're doing and put the work in they don't even have to be excellent at it you just want them to care and to like work hard so that's beautiful that's beautiful i think um one time i'm gonna share a story okay but like go go one time like uh my sister was involved with like a junior jazz game mm-hmm. cute she was little like i don't i don't know like seven or something uh-huh and uh, this was years ago, and uh, she was good. Like she was really good. Like she was one of the best on the team. And uh, I can't remember why, but there was one day, and like uh, I should be taking notes, and I have been taking notes to support more. And my wife knows that too. That <laughs> I need to be more supportive. But one particular, because I never went to any of my siblings' sporting events, because that's just how my family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was we're just whatever. Yeah. We'll do good. But um. For whatever reason, this particular junior jazz game, me and all my thousand cousins were together and we're like, hey, let's go to my little sister's uh, junior jazz basketball game. We go to the junior jazz basketball game and she murders it. Like she's just like, (laughs) has like 90% of the points on the board. They killed the other team. That's cute. And, uh, And my whole family, like my cousins, we were there probably how you would expect like a big poly family of cousins to be right like we were we were allowed every time she scored a basket like it was just like you couldn't hear it was like you were at a real jazz game we were all yelling so much and and we were all like yeah go go like you know what I mean win whatever like and then um and then the game ended and and only me and my brother caught this but like uh, the game ended and my sister was on cloud nine right and it was cool there was a girl on the other team who wasn't um, athletically inclined, let's mm-hmm. say, right? Like she just was kind of there for the experience, right? And my sister just demolished her team. And then she was getting praise, like so much praise. And it was loud, right? Like there's like a thousand of us there. And we're just like, hey, Max, you did so good, blah, blah, blah. And we're all just like hyping my sister up. And only me and my brother caught, but there was a girl who wasn't a sporty girl, right? Like, and it was just her dad there. And he's walking with her. And... uh and he tells her, he's like, hey, you did a really good job. I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud of you, right? And it was just like such a huge yeah. contrast to like my family. And it was like, 
and I feel silly for getting like a little emotional, but like me and my brother both fully like right there, we're just like, oh dang, what the heck? And I felt like we were taught like a really cool lesson about like um, my sister happens to be good at sports, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I would love her even if she wasn't. You know what I mean? And this girl on the other team who got demolished, it like didn't matter that like my and I I even felt like you know I was like dang. Here I am making my sister feel like, dude, you're the best. You're the best. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, really, she would be the best regardless because she's my sister and I just yeah. love her. You know what I mean? And that dad, who probably was really annoyed with my family, <laughs> <laughs> that dad and um, his daughter taught me and my brother, like, a super important lesson. And I don't think he was trying to, but, like, I think when you were speaking, so I don't mean to go off on my own story, but, like, I feel like, what you said just totally reminded me of that. And I think maybe someone might find value in that because I think to me when I'm thinking, every time I'm listening to these interviews, I'm always trying to figure out like what principles like really um, does this person really highlight or, or live by. And, uh, and the two that I've, I've wrote down for you are perspective. You have like a really clear perspective. It's like, hey, volleyball is this. Sure, I'm good at this whatever right like it seems like that you're and and you're just seeing volleyball for what it was it was and and uh, I think that's powerful and then you it seems like you're always talking about value too that's another intrinsic value right just value that we naturally have because we're humans right like yeah and um and so I think though that was really powerful sorry I didn't mean to get on a soapbox and share like a personal experience I just felt it's appropriate considering the things that you were talking about do you have any thoughts on on any of that or yeah it reminded me I had a similar experience. I was coaching, real quick, I was coaching BYU. There was this girl who was so bad at volleyball. Like, you put it nicer, but she was, like, really bad. And her dad was up in the rafters taking a video, and she passed a ball, looked over at him, and they, like, gave each other a big thumbs up. And it was just... And afterwards, I saw him talking to her, and just, like, they were both so excited that she was just there. It was kind of the same thing, just, like such a beautiful moment like I was coaching girls who were really good and like they kind of get the light and but those moments probably are like super special and I hope I have those moments with my kids that's cool um the uh so now um and we didn't really get to talk too much about like your career at BYU but um, but I'm trying to respect your time too. Okay. But you had a super successful career at BYU. Um, you recently got married, and uh, and you had all these cool experiences. Uh, what's in the future for you now that? Because you you finished uh, playing. What's the future? Are you going to the Olympics or are you representing <laughs> us or what? Um, so I I haven't really been vocal about this, but I decided to. I told you say that I wasn't going to be playing with them. I played a summer with them like last summer and I loved it, but I just, it wasn't in my life plan and it would have been really cool. And I love the program, love the girls. I miss volleyball. I miss teammates, but I just decided that it was time to move on. Um, I still play rec volleyball and I love it. And that the people are really Just good that I play with. No, no, there. I'm not. They're really good. And I love playing with them. Um, I'm hoping to put out a volleyball course for like passing and defense. And it'll be like, have cues, like cues to do 
with your body and then uh, demonstrations and then some ways that girls can practice those with alone and with their teammates. So I'm kind of really excited about that. It's just a baby in the works. And I'm going to do another uh, volleyball camp this summer. I'm hoping for it to be pretty big, but it might be my last. It probably will be my last one because I'm going to be starting working and exciting tax life. Um, (laughs) So those are my things. I coach volleyball and I'll always love coaching. I love working with girls. Like I don't like I'm good at it. And so I don't like to, but I'm a, I think I'm a good coach. Like I really care. And I think I can articulate volleyball well. So hopefully in the future I'll coach, but yeah, it's kind of crazy to be done. I feel like I crave intensity in my life that I'm missing from sports. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was surrounded by intensity my whole for the last four years especially and I was craving to chill I was like craving to be done with that to like just to relax and take a deep breath and that deep breath has been awesome for me and like my mental health but I like miss the crazy of a sports life so yeah well before you take volleyball off of the table completely my buddy Marley would like to submit that you play for Samoa's uh, Olympic team. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some dual they could, citizenship. They, they could use some help on the <laughs> next Olympics. No, but um, but uh, that's that's awesome, and and I think it's important to highlight what you got going um, with your course. So be looking out for the course uh, that uh, everyone should be taking to increase their volleyball skills and and everything volleyball. And then, of course, your camp coming up. And then in the future, uh, you can hire Mary as your uh, CPA or something. <laughs> Gosh, but, gag. <laughs> but um, the, we, we ask uh, this question to everybody, and it's our last question that we ask. And it's, it's when you consider everything, like from being a little girl hanging out with your next-door neighbor and, and being super competitive and beating him at everything to high school realizing that you're – uh, hey, I'm pretty legit, and then having success, a successful career to uh, your future plans where you're at today, even getting married in there. Um, when you consider the whole life journey up to this point, um, everything, not just volleyball, what are you most grateful for? That's a really good question. Um, I might say two little things so my whole life I've I probably didn't appreciate my parents as much as they should and I talk about them a lot because I've had a realization in the last four years how incredible they are and how much they've done for me and my siblings and not just like what they've done for me but been examples to me of like a Christ-like person like my dad is so like giving of love to people and he like is really good at holding back judgment and it's like really beautiful watch whenever he talks he's always talking about like giving people grace and giving them love and that's something that I'm so grateful for another thing is just I feel like in my life I've been very guided in my decisions and I don't know if it's that's just like I kind of just go with my gut feeling and then they turn out later. I see the blessings in them. So I'm really grateful for my parents and their example to me. And I'm also really grateful for like the choices that 
I feel like Heavenly Father has given me a chance to make because I just look at my life and I feel very, very blessed. And I don't really like that phrase. Like, I feel so blessed because it's kind of like a humble brag thing. <laughs> but not like I, my life is incredible or I'm amazing or I made amazing choices. I just felt like every choice that I made, no matter how small it was, I can see it be a part of the bigger picture of my life. And I'm just grateful for that knowledge. So. Well, that was beautiful. And uh, thank you again for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Lake. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening to Veil Media's Now You Know podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe and download this and all of our other podcasts. Check out our other podcasts, interviews. Uh, I think you'll enjoy them.